Revelation chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. If you have it, say amen. Amen. If you don't have it, say, I ain't got it yet. I do have it yet. You don't have it yet. My version this morning is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'll be reading from the message version this morning um, for, for a little bit of clarity. And, uh, I tend to read this sometimes, and it, it tends to speak into today's moment. So. Um, continue to follow in your version, but my version is going to be a tad bit different. Um, so allow me then to read to you here in the following, in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it says, I, John, am writing this to the seven churches in Asia province. All the best to you from the God who is, the God who was, and the God about to arrive. And from the seven spirits assembled before his throne, And from Jesus Christ, the loyal witness, firstborn from the dead, ruler of all earthly kings. Glory and strength to Christ who loves us, who blood washed our sins from our lives, who made us a kingdom, priests for his father forever. And yes, he's on his way. Riding the clouds, he'll be seen by every eye, those who mocked and killed him, who killed him, will see him. People from all nations and all times will tear their clothes and lament. Oh, yes. The master declares, I'm A to Z. I'm the God who is, the God who was, and the God about to arrive. I'm the sovereign strong. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let me see So we reached the last Sunday of this, uh, this series that we had went through. The series was called Dwellings, and uh, what we had attempted to do was uh, to dwell in each and every one of these sermons. Um, today we are to dwell in love. The title for today's sermon is simply love. But we all know what season is coming up next, and we are being ushered into the Advent season, which means the coming of Christ. How many of us can say this morning that we're ready for Christ's coming? It's a good question, isn't it? I mean, at this moment, if Christ were to come, if we could have cracked open the ceilings of this church, who would he be taking and who would be staying? <laughs> it's a good question, isn't it? Puts a lot of things into perspective. It brings us to this point, beginning at the, be- at the beginning of November 1st when we started to preach about all these uh, certain dwellings that we were to, to stay in. We preached about um, confidence. We preached about hope. I preached about victory. Uh, I preached about that there was a hope that there's a new heaven and a new earth coming. I preached that we should dwell in confidence because of the, the Christ who crucified on the cross for me and you about victory because there is victory for us. But the small battles that we cannot fight, we're still victorious. And now we dwell on the last Sunday of this month in love. Because Christ is coming. Again, think about that question. If Christ were to come this morning, would we be prepared? I'd like to read again the verse that says, 
Glory and strength to Christ who loves us, who blood washed our sins from our lives, who made us a kingdom, priest for his Father, forever, and yes, he's on his way. The love that God has for us is unfailing and is unmatched. Can anyone in this world ever love me the way God loves me? Can anyone in this world ever love you the way that God loves you? For God to be a God to prepare a way for us, even in the midst of our sins, what kind of love could that come from? Where does that love come from? As I continuously sin, who could love me as much as God could love me? My wife loves me. My kids love me. My parents love me. But I think the love that God has for me goes above and beyond that. Because the love that comes from God is not a human love, it's a divine love, it's a pure love, and it's an honest love, it's an unfailing love. I could attempt to love my wife, but I will fail in that. And I am glad to know that there is a God who loves me that never fails. A perfect God who loves me in spite of all my sins, in spite of all of my shortcomings, my inadequacies, everything, and in, in every area that I fail in my life, God still loves me. God loves you just the same way. Nobody in this room is perfect, nor do I claim to be either. But the God that I serve and the God that loves me is perfect. Which is why it would be safe to believe that anyone in this room should have screamed, Yes, I am prepared for the coming of Christ. Because we are saved and sealed by the blood of Christ. And we are loved by a God who prepares the way for us. By sending his son to this world to die for us. It may sound like a repetitive topic here, but in order for us to get anything into our brains, certain concepts need to be repeated. The importance of certain things should be repeated. We do not contain the capacity to hold what God has for us or for who even God is. My brain cannot withhold that kind of capacity. I still have trouble grasping that concept of a God who could love me so much that you gave your only son for me. Who am I? You ever ask yourself that question? How could a God keep loving me and loving me day in and day out in spite of my thoughts, in spite of my disobediences? How, who could love me so much? That is the God who chose us this morning. For the Bible says in John 15, 16, you didn't choose me, I chose you. We accepted Christ, which is the only way to God. But God, since we were, before we were born, had chosen each and every person this morning sitting here to serve him and to worship him. God wants to love each and every one in here this morning. I prayed to God this week, and I just wanted to be filled with God's love so much that I can't contain it anymore, that I can love each and every person around me. Aren't we happy this morning that the God who created us 
is a loving God? I mean, that's who God is in first in the book of First John. God is love. That is who He is. And that is what we are to do this morning. We are to dwell in God's love, in His presence. Knowing that if God comes tomorrow, today, or even five minutes after I finish preaching the sermon, that God loves each and every one of you this morning. That there still is a chance to accept Jesus Christ if you haven't done so yet. That there still is chance for reconciliation if you fell off the wagon. That there still is time to preach the gospel and to share the good news to the to your neighbors next to you. Who in this world could love you so much? Who would love you enough like God can? Let us prepare our hearts and our minds for this upcoming season, for the coming of Christ. Let us not just prepare the sanctuary with the greens. Let us just not prepare the potlucks for the dinners. Most importantly, prepare your minds, prepare your hearts, Prepare your souls. Accept him if you haven't done so. Live for him if you if you fail to do so. Expose him to the world, because this world needs him. This world needs to be clothed with his love and with the good news that is contained within this book. Let us show the love that Christ has shown to you. How many of you at some point in your life felt the love of God? I have. And I couldn't even put it into words what it feels like. But as a man that I am, as flesh is what I'm made of, I fail sometimes. And I fail to receive that love. And I have to constantly, constantly remind myself of the love that hung on that cross. The blood that was shed for me and for you. All of these things God had made possible for each and every one of us. For everyone who was willing to accept Christ into their lives. Christ is the only way to God. I hope you're getting what I'm trying to communicate this morning. How important it is. How much God loves each and every one of you. Loved us so much that he prepared a, a, a room for us. A place I couldn't even imagine what it looks like. That one day we will be seated. With God. We will be surrounded by his glory. Like the song says, what will we do? Will we scream and shout? Will I reach the pearly gates and just fall to my knees? Hide my face? Cry the rest of the time that I am there? Cry for eternity, possibly? All of this is made possible because of the love that God has for each and every one of us. Christ is coming, folks. God is making a way for you today, this morning, this moment, to get your lives prepared. Are your bags packed? I think I've said that a couple times at my job to people who conversate with me and say certain things. And they say, are you worried about dying? Nope, my bags are packed. 
I can go right now. God loves me so much that in spite of my sin, I, I still know where I'm going. Because I've accepted Christ. And I'm sealed, and I'm cleansed, and I'm washed by his blood. I began to encourage people at my job with my words and with my, my, my sayings and certain things that I, I, I beginning to communicate with them. We should do the same. And if we are, we should continue to do the same. As we're ushered into this new season, beginning next week, Advent, I pray that our minds are changed. I pray that the Holy Spirit at this moment starts to pluck at your ears, starts to grab your heart and begins to warm it. Begins to give you some sort of tingle in your, in, in your bones or in your veins. Begins to tell you, continue doing what you're doing. Continue serving Christ. Continue proclaiming the good news. Continue showing love to the world. Continue to share the love that I've given to you. Don't hold it. Don't be greedy with it. spell love, L-O-V-E. I can spell love Christ. God is love. And God is coming. It's a short message, I know, but it's what I felt I needed to communicate this morning. If you're not ready, if you feel you aren't ready, accept Christ into your life. And watch Him love you like no one has ever loved you before. If you fell off the wagon, reconciliate yourself. Ask Christ to come back in. To re-energize your bones and rejuvenate your spirit. Because Christ is coming. They've been saying it for 2,000 years. But if you look outside the window, it looks like the times are coming. You're getting closer. Accept Christ. And experience the love that God has for you. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you thanks. I thank you for your love. Thank you for preparing the way. Thank you for preparing a place for me. Thank you for preparing a place for the church. Thank you for the love that you showcased for us. I thank you for the sacrifice to your son, Jesus Christ. I thank you for the opportunity to serve you. I thank you for giving us the opportunity to worship you and to live for you. To reap the benefits from the death and the resurrection and the ascension of your son, Jesus Christ. God, the times that are in our midst aren't getting any better than Prophecies are being fulfilled all over the world. And Lord, your coming is so evident, so near. Are we prepared? Are we ready? Lord, I pray that you use your spirit to 
Make us uncomfortable. Convict us of our ways. Convict us of our faults and our sins, our deliberate ones as well. Give us the strength, my God, to stop the things that we're doing and the lives that we're living and thoughts that we're having and just allow us to experience your presence and your spirit and your love and your grace and your mercy. All these things you've given us, you've given us the opportunity. You've given us the gift of faith, the gift of grace, and the gift of mercy. God, I pray for each and every person sitting in here this morning that they may experience you, God, this week in some way, shape, form, or fashion. That the Spirit may visit them and, and, and whisper in their ears and remind them of the promises, remind us of the time to come, remind us of your love, remind us of your grace, remind us of your sacrifice. Remind us of who you are, remind us of who we are in you, in spite of how we see ourselves. Help us, O oh Lord, make you, make you famous. Help us proclaim your word. And help us showcase your love to the world. We thank you, Lord, in your precious name. Majesty. <clears throat>